911, where's your emergency? No one wants to make that call and hear those words. It could be the worst day of someone's life and they need help to get through it. That's where I come in, the voice behind the badge. 911 dispatchers are the unsung heroes of first responders. Join me as I start my journey as a 911 dispatcher. Welcome to Idaho Ray's Dispatcher. I'm Maria Wadsworth, and this is my journey. Don't you come back no more. Hey everyone, it's Maria, and I am here to talk about 911 dispatchers what exactly we do and of course how I came about deciding that this was going to be my career. It has not been on my radar my whole life and it's kind of an interesting story how it came to be but before I get into all of that I want to kind of introduce myself a little bit. I have been married to my high school sweetheart for almost 10 years now and we have three boys and they definitely keep us busy. They are the light of my life and as much fun as they are, sometimes they are just as difficult as they are wonderful. So I'm sure all of the parents and mothers in general out there can relate to that. So to go into you know, why did I become a 911 dispatcher? Obviously, when people hear 911 dispatcher, they think, oh my gosh, that's such an intense job. Like, not everybody can do that job. And so I want to kind of rewind a couple of years. I I was working um, alongside my husband, and then we had our third child and decided that I was going to stay home for a while. And when I decided I was going to stay home, I kind of started to get stir crazy and didn't love, you know, not having something to do outside of being a mom. And so I knew that I wanted to go back to school and possibly pursue, you know, a degree of some sort. And when I was researching what type of career path I wanted to go down, I had a really, really, really strong desire to go into law enforcement. And being a mom and having young kids and my husband, you know, it's not exactly the most mom-friendly or even family-friendly career for that matter. Um, Obviously, there are not nearly as many female officers as there are male officers and so you know it was definitely something that I was genuinely interested in I really felt like law enforcement was the direction that I wanted to go but after I I did take a year and took some classes um, I was going to go through a local university to get my associate's degree in law enforcement and when it came down to it I was having a conversation with my family my husband and my kids and stuff and when it came down to it my two oldest boys 
basically said, you know, mom, we don't want you gone long periods of time. And at the time they were referring to post, um, which is the basically the police academy or with the university that I was going through, I was going to have to do the program for nine months and it was going to be Monday through Friday basically more than a 40-hour job for the most part. And so it was going to be a huge demand on my part and my family's part. And the only reservation that I was having was my family. I knew what I was kind of signing up for, but at the same time, I was passionate enough about it that I was willing to make some sacrifices to make that happen. And so I got a year into school and was working on figuring things out. And after having that conversation with my kids and my husband, I ultimately came to the conclusion that being an officer was not not in the cards for me. Was it the wrong direction and the wrong path? Not necessarily. And so I started looking at a few different avenues within law enforcement. I did look at the law side of things, criminal justice, paralegal, things of that nature. And it sounded interesting, but it just wasn't quite hitting the right spot. And so then as I was at the time, I was looking for jobs just to find work. Um, I was in a position where I needed to find work and start working again because I wasn't going to be going back to school And so that's when this 911 dispatcher job actually came. It came on to the website that I was looking at. And it was kind of that aha moment of this is my way of still involving law enforcement in my career without having that direct, you know, line of of being in the line of fire of you know, my family being super worried about me as far as, you know, is mom going to come home at night, things like that. And so as I thought more about it, I thought, you know, dispatch really could be that that spot that I want to be in. And so I I applied for the job and I was given a test that I had to take to see if I could pass the test. And it was covering various things, you know, attention to detail. There was a crime scene and you had to look at that paper for two minutes and memorize as many of the details as you could. And then you had to go back in and answer questions about it. And then, you know, there was data entry information that you had to process. There was, you know, word spelling, making sure that you caught the correct spelling of words and different things of those scenarios and so you know when I came home from taking that test my husband I was telling him I was like that was actually kind of fun like I I genuinely enjoyed taking that test and my husband kind of looked at me funny he was like you just took a test for a job and you had fun and I was like yeah I know call me crazy but I I thoroughly enjoyed it because gathering that type of information and having that attention to detail is something that I kind of already done naturally, but I do enjoy things like that on a regular basis. And so, you know, as I 
got into the process and started interviewing for the job, it just kept feeling better and better. And so um, it came around that they wanted to offer me the job and I took it. And so far I am in my training. I'm in the middle of it, trying to learn as much as I can. But, you know, it's it's a lot. And so a few things that I wanted to talk about, you know, is my expectations versus what reality actually is with this job. Um, We are in a smaller area as far as the area that my county covers. I am with a sheriff's department, a sheriff's office, and so that covers the county and then there's a separate division that covers the city and so you know we have a a large geographical area that we cover but my initial expectations of what a 911 dispatcher is you know a lot of it came from what you see on tv and you know what you hear in the news and various things like that and you know, you hear, you, in your mind, you're thinking there's call after call after call after call. Like it's just this constant flow of 911 calls and various things like that. But the reality is, at least in the area that I am in, we have, you know, there's a non-emergent number and then there's your 911 number. And I would say, the majority of our calls come in on the non-emergent number and a lot of that's because people don't know if it is an emergency or not or you know they they have a concern but they don't want it to be like you know oh my gosh someone's dying or there's an accident and so it's also kind of common courtesy because they don't want to hate they don't want to hold up the 911 line Um, but you know, the calls that do come in that are 911, you know, they're usually pretty pressing, um, pretty urgent matters for the most part. There are obviously some things that come up that it's like, you probably didn't need to call 911. You could have called the non-emergent line, but that's another thing is that a lot of people, sometimes they don't know what to do or how to process things when certain situations come up. And so I'm hoping that with this podcast, as I do more episodes and have more information for you, I'm hoping that I can give you some insight into, you know, maybe a future situation comes up and I can help direct you or give you some advice and tips as far as the best way to process it and handle it. Um, So with the reality of it, you know, I did talk about you know, people think that it's call after call after call. And, you know, that's not always the case. There may be a couple hours that go by that there are no phone calls whatsoever. And there are times where all of a sudden we've got, you know, three, four calls coming in all at once. And so it's, it's unpredictable and it's hard to it's hard to know what it's going to be like from day to day. But that's one thing that I was looking for in a job was I wanted something that was still going to keep me busy, but from the sense of it's not going to be the same thing every day. 
And so the thing that people don't realize as well is, you know, dispatchers, yeah, we take 911 calls, but there is a lot more that goes into a dispatcher's job than just answering 911 calls. I don't want to go into a lot of it right now just because I those are for other episodes and things that I have planned for down the road. And so one of the things that comes to mind is, you know, I want to hear from you guys. I want to know what information as a listener and as a person that may have to make that 911 phone call, what information could you benefit from? What information could you use? You know, I, I think about how, how is a good way to teach my kids you know, when is a good time to call 911? When do I need to call 911? Um, when are there circumstances where something is completely out of your control and the only thing that comes to mind is to call 911? Or I have had incidences where people, you know, weather is not great and people are concerned about the safety of other people driving and how do, is that something that you call in on? Or do you assume that people already know what's going on? And so for me, with 911 dispatching, there are so many scenarios and so many different situations that have come up, that have not come up yet, that will or may never come up for me. But I know that when someone calls me as a 911 dispatcher and calls my, our the team of people that are there, usually it's not your best day. You're not in the best headspace. You are stressed. You're worried. You're scared. All of the emotions are going through your head. And so, you know, there's a few sayings that are that revolve around dispatchers. And, you know, one of them is on your worst day, we will send our best. And another one is, you know, we are the voice in the dark when you're going through that rough time. And we are the voice behind the badge. People don't realize how much actually goes into getting officers, ambulances, quick response teams to scenes of an accident or a house call, different things like that. And so it's, it's important for me that I feel like people need to have education and understand the, the process behind 911 dispatching and why we do what we do, how we try to help the person that's on the other line. So this was a lot of information. It was, you know, this is just kind of a brief summary and intro into what it is that I'm hoping to accomplish with this podcast. So please leave comments. Um, I'm going to have a question that you can answer um, with this podcast, but I want to hear from you guys. I want to know, you know, what is something that you genuinely have questions about or have concerns with? Um, that being said, I hope that you have enjoyed my, my intro. I hope you've gotten to know me a little bit better. And obviously as we 
progress down this road and move forward. My hope and my goal is to just better educate people when it comes to, you know, reaching out to emergency um, responders and how that situation could maybe, maybe something could resonate with you that will help that go easier and more smoothly for you as a person that is calling in. So thank you again so much. This means a lot to me to have your support and I can't wait for our next episode and we will dive into things and just start going through my experience and the things that I'm learning behind, you know, the the voice of, of a dispatcher. So thanks you guys and we'll chat with you soon. Next time on Idaho Raised Dispatcher, we will be discussing the top three things to remember that are the most important of a 911 dispatcher. And I will also be going over some of the details of my first week of training as a dispatcher and the things that I learned that will be helpful for others to know as well. This podcast was created by Maria Wadsworth, and I would like to give credit to my husband for helping me with my intro music. And I would also like to thank Anchor for making this process of making a podcast seamless and simple for someone who has never done it before. So thank you, Anchor, and I hope you guys continue to enjoy these podcasts.